From rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games, as well as experienced players who want something new. Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone. In this episode, we'll talk about our 2019 International Tabletop Day experience. In the dice roll, we'll give some pandemic life advice, and we are transformed in a special doggy escape room report. And as always, we'll give our Friday favorites. It has been tabletop day. Yeah, it was a little bit late this year. It's normally I, a little bit earlier. Yeah, because isn't it normally like early May, April even? Yeah, it's normally around that time. Um, but Geek and Sundry, they historically created this day, and they're still sort of considered the arbiters of it. Yeah. And they announced that they were moving it to June 1st this year. Which I mean... Some people had a problem with, I didn't really care when it was. Personally, it turned out it worked out for us because we were on vacation the week before, so. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. Just, it, it I felt like I almost missed it. Yeah. You know? like, well, yeah, I think because we had been on vacation, it was like, I knew it was coming, I knew it was coming, and then suddenly it was here. And it was like, oh, we should figure out what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> As people who have a gaming podcast, we were a little late to decide what we were doing. Well, we had gone to the same place a couple years in a row, and I knew I wanted to do some mm-hmm. places different yeah nothing against that place though no no it's just we want to try to change venue new people mm-hmm. yeah you know stuff like that and so i actually found this great place called brewheim in anaheim mm-hmm. and it's actually like a brewery where they have like the big vats where they make their own beer yeah it's, it's like a i guess i don't know if you consider that a microbrewery i don't know what the definition of a microbrewery as someone neither who, do i as someone who does not drink beer i do I not know. know that definition either so but I won't they put that word out they there. have all their own craft beers essentially yes. that's all they serve is beer they mm-hmm. don't have you know they had like a non-alcoholic like spritzer or something. which you did but not enjoy i well i don't like sparkling water as it is yeah. so <laughs> thankfully there was a food truck there yeah there was um and so the event was actually put on by a group called uh, tabletop takeovers which they operate um mostly in orange county in the anaheim kind of laguna beach area mm-hmm. um so we follow them on instagram and i've been following like their things but it's always on a weekday, you know, in the evening, and it's kind of hard for us to get out to Orange County on a weeknight. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't been able to take part. And so we saw that they were doing this event out there, and um, all the proceeds, it did cost to get in, although it was fairly cheap. It was like, what, $7 for us? $7 in advance or $10 at the door. Yeah. Um, so it Which wasn't very pretty good price. Yeah, it wasn't very expensive to get in. Obviously, you know, we're used to just kind of showing up at a place and not having to pay, but all the proceeds went to charity. So that made it even more tempting, like, okay, well, we don't, you know, you're paying such a low price and then you know your money's going to charity. So, because I mean, the other place that we've gone to before, it was you just walk in, sit down, and start playing. So yeah, they, no it's more open. Fee. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, this is going towards a good cause. Yeah. So, and I'm more than happy to do that. More mm-hmm. than happy to pay towards a good cause. Yeah. And in this case, um, the good cause was for Extra Life with uh, the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And it's kind of cool what it is, is that they're all about playing games, Mm -hmm. like setting up like gaming events, whether it's board games or video games or whatever. And then all of the proceeds go towards children's hospitals. Yeah. In particular, this one was going to the Chalk Hospital, which is a local children's hospital. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was really, really nice and uh, such a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and this this, uh, Extra Life, they do some of their own events. We talked to the organizer 
Um, so we might be doing some of those in the future where they have kind of board game days. I'd be and more stuff. than happy to. I'd be happy to even volunteer for something. like Yeah, that. exactly. Well, and you and I both really like the idea of. Um, getting kids involved in board games mm-hmm. because it's a really good way to learn cooperation skills, analytical thinking, and things oh, yeah. like that. And even just socialization, it's really good. My kids will be gamers growing up for a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Although you've even questioned if you would let our kids play video games. No, it's just, you know, I've yeah. been down that rabbit hole. I know what it can do positively and negatively. Mm-hmm. And they're a big time suck. And they're hard <laughs> yeah. to put away. You mm-hmm. know, so... Yeah, it's easy to get um But kind board of games. Yeah, board games I think are good. Board games are a lot more social, I think. Mm-hmm. More analytical thinking, you know, puzzle solving. Uh-huh. Video games are usually a lot more reflex and reaction based things. Yeah. You know, like how quickly can you turn around to, you know, aim for this uh-huh. thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so just uh before I forget, for anyone who wants to check it out, the address for this site is extra dash life dot org. E-X-T-R-A dash L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. And we'll post that on our social media too. So mm-hmm. that way you have no, no excuse not to um, find it. And like I said, they do console gaming, PC gaming, and board gaming. Mm-hmm. So really, if you like to play any kind of game, get involved. Yeah. And so like I said, this group we um, went out with, it called um, Tabletop Takeovers. And they do stuff pretty regularly. It looks like they have like a Tabletop Tuesday um they do have a D night um they do have a couple weekend things looks like some like dungeons and dragons kind of thing mm-hmm. um they even have kind of a general nerd night where they have a uh, nintendo switch and board games and stuff so they put on this event um and they did a really amazing job i think oh, yeah. um it was well organized they obviously like we said you could pay in advance or you could pay at the door it was mm-hmm. cash only though um and they had a whole raffle going and what was cool is um, although you can buy more raffle tickets, they also had lots of opportunities to just get raffle tickets. Yeah. So if you were kind of on a budget already, you know, it was, it wasn't real, you know, like, oh, well, if I spend a bunch of money, maybe I can win something. You know, you had a chance to win something, even if you didn't spend a lot more money. Um, and then they did have a food truck at the, at the brewery as well. I wish I'd gone back to that food truck a, a couple more times. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. We had one thing and it was really good, but I got to hunt up and playing games. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm hungry. But I, <laughs> I kind of knew we were maybe going to go out for something afterwards. Yeah. So I didn't want to blow my appetite, but mm-hmm. it was a really good, it's like a hot dog truck. Yeah. It was called, I believe, Dragon Dogs and they, they operate. Dragon, of, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was something dragon, but I didn't want to like. Uh-huh. And they operate out of Orange County as well. Um, and I, what did we... We had like... Um, we had the Three Little Pickies. Yeah, which was a, a hot dog with uh, pulled pork on it. Like and, pulled pork barbecue and coleslaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Our friends had um, a carne asada dog. Um, which and then I, they had like garlic fries? Garlic, Yeah, garlic cheese fries. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so and like huge portion. I mean... Both of all of it was huge portions. We shared um, a hot dog. That's how big they were. And it was good enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Satisfying enough. Yeah. And what was nice is the brewery was very um, okay with people bringing in food from the food truck. Obviously, um, the food truck was going to be there even after the event was over. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were fine with people. Like, I went and bought a soda from the food truck because, like I said, I don't drink beer. Um, so well, I think it's fair because you pay money to get in the door, but mm-hmm. they don't provide food or drink that you are wanting. Yeah. So like, if the food truck's there, you should be cool with that. Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think the food truck. I don't even know if the food truck was part of the event. I think the food truck they just schedule food trucks to come kind of regularly. Oh, okay. Since they don't serve food. Interesting. Um, so I don't know how you know involved it was with the event, and like I said, it was going to be there until like 
really late at night, I remember seeing. So even the yeah, event... the guy did say he was going to be there for a while. So. Yeah. But that's the... good if he's there regularly, because that's a good... Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I would want to know his schedule. You know, <laughs> yeah. track him down. Um, yeah, and also, like, our two friends went with us, and they're big. Um, they really like to go to breweries and, like, take... They're not huge, like beer drinkers in a sense that they like will drink an entire beer a lot but they really like to like taste different beers yeah, they'll get the different and... flights and taste them and then if there's one they really like yeah get it, yeah know? exactly they're not like huge like oh we just like lots of beer me i just like the taste of them really but mm-hmm. you know i'm never really wanting to like get a whole thing yeah, yeah. um so they went they ended up going with us because obviously as soon as we told them it was at a brewery they were excited they're like, yeah buddy yeah buddy <laughs> Um, but it was a good event space. We definitely, I think the event pretty much filled the space. Oh, yeah. And the, the tables were good size. Yeah, they were actually perfect size. We never had a room issue, really. Good size for a big board game and mm-hmm. also to have your drinks mm-hmm. and maybe some food on the table as well. So, yeah, it really worked out well. Yeah, um, I feel like maybe some of the patrons, there were some people who weren't there for the events, just the beer, and they might have been a little put out, but... But the brewery had it on their events schedule, yeah. so they can't really be blamed for they. And you know, they made sure to keep the the seats at the bar open just for the drinkers. Yeah, exactly, because no one playing the board games really wanted to sit at the the bar. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the only thing I wish is they had video screens going with like some sports game or something. So, soccer. Yeah. Yeah, and like it was a little loud. I could have done without that. Mm, I know. You know, because but... as it is, everyone's talking and stuff. And... But you got to please everybody. True. You know? so, yeah. And if I'm there to drink beer and watch my local team, mm-hmm. you know, then I don't want to have that changed because there's a bunch of nerds here. <laughs> yeah. They also had um, some people there like demoing different games. Like they had the new Batman game going. They did. Yeah. And they also had a new Ghostbusters game. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it. I didn't get a chance to really like fully invest in like how uh-huh. it's played, but just the graphic art style is really cool. Yeah. Um, they also had some really great um, raffles going on. They, they I liked how they did it. They kind of had like these towers and yeah that was really cool they you they had different you could put your tickets in the different towers and they drew one at 1 one at 2 one at 3 and so that was kind of cool you could kind of decide oh there's no games in this stack that i want so i'm going to put most of my tickets over here and stuff and greg and i did not win anything however our friends won pretty much everything yeah they they somehow <laughs> got like super blessed by like a leprechaun's lucky foot or something. <laughs> and they won like 10 things. Yeah, they won a ton of games. In fact, they won a couple, um, like one of them they won like twice. And... Yeah, they won the same game twice, which is hysterical. Yeah. Because and... they won in the 230 drawing and one in the 330 drawing. Yeah. It's like, there you go. Um, and then they also won this huge statue that it was highly coveted by the event. Yeah, it was for those of you who played the World of Warcraft, it was Illidan. The night elf demon with his wings out, and they're all like, you know, cut up and scarred. Uh-huh. And he's got his big, like, double sided blade thing going on. Yeah. And it was a pretty cool looking statue. It was like two and a half feet tall or something. Yeah. Too. And like I said, it was highly coveted and apparently worth a pretty good amount of money. So they were super excited to win that. Mm-hmm. They they really wanted it. So that was They just wanted of... to have. Yeah. They just, they really wanted it. They were like, oh, we're going to buy more tickets because we really want that statue. And they got it. <laughs> and then I said to them, aren't you glad I invited you? I know, right? <laughs> they did um they were nice enough because a couple of the games were ones that they didn't need or they got twice Mm -hmm. um they actually gave them to us to give away to some people 
while we were there. So Greg did that. He went and gave away a couple games. Yeah. And, you know, it was nice because I got to meet some new people mm-hmm. and, you know, um, kind of introduce them to the podcast. And also Christiana, our friend who was with us, came along with us. And she's the graphic designer who did the logo. Yeah. For our, logo. Our, um, our little fox dude. We yeah. should give him a name, really. I know. Well, he, I he, guess we could call him Friday. Yeah. That's like, how I refer to him sometimes. Well, like his girl Friday. So yeah. Friday's a name, right? Yeah. So there you go. So Friday the Fox. Yeah. No, we really love our logo. She designed it for us. And there's a bunch of like hidden little things in the logo yeah, too. Yeah, if you look deep at Friday, there's lots of like little Easter eggs there. Yeah, really exactly. Um, and she came up with all the, like there's a bunch of different game pieces that you'll recognize and stuff. So we really love our logo and she created that for us. Yeah. So it was kind of cool that, you know, she and I went around and. Uh, introduced ourselves to a couple different groups and gave away some of the free games that we won. Mm-hmm. What was funny is they actually won a game of Pandemic, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about this later, but we actually just finished Pandemic Legacy. <laughs> yeah. And then she won the basic, basic version. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is a sign. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> yeah, it's also like, how do you go back after that? <laughs> well, no, I, I've I've gone back. Because, mm-hmm. you know... When... I mean, it's still a fun game. Don't get me wrong. No, no, but it's so weird to, like, go back because there's no permanent consequence. Mm-hmm. If this goes, it's okay. You yeah, know, it, kinda... it feels much more chill than it, it, Legacy. It's, it's so much more chill. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more about Legacy later. But, um, yeah, it was fun. I would say one of the things that was a little bit different about this event than the... So, normally, we go to a place in Temecula which is more of a store. It's um, the SoCal Games and Comics, which we've mentioned on the podcast before. Yeah. And we really like it. Like, we have a game store in our town, but it's not very good. So if we really need to go to a game store, we go down to Temecula. Yeah, they have usually everything that we need. Yeah, exactly. And the, uh, the people who run it are really nice. Um, so, you know, we like going there. We just wanted to try something different. Um, but I will say, like, when we go there... I feel like we end up playing with a lot of people that new people, strangers. Yeah, because the because of the setup. Because mm-hmm. at SoCal Games and Comics, and this setup is always. Yeah, it's because always. It's there. a place where people can go to just play all the time, and they always have you know different tournaments going on, like Magic the Gathering yeah, tournaments, they've got or stuff going on sections. all the time. And they have this big chalkboard on the wall when you first like mm-hmm. come in on the far side, so it's right in your vision of like just their monthly calendar of all the cool events they have coming uh-huh. out. You know? So definitely if you're in the Temecula area, check them out. But their setup is really good because they have, it's almost like a cafeteria where it's like just long tables, mm-hmm. long tables that you can just pull up yeah. to and just sit down at. Yeah. And so that's good because there's lots of room for people to kind of like get together on one end on one section of play. Mm-hmm. But the place we were in was a typical like kind of pub restaurant where like you have big tables that are big enough for but like they're all four maybe six people to get around yeah. but then they're all separate mm-hmm. so like once the table's full there's not really any approaching it mm-hmm. yeah exactly and then some tables are against the wall like in booth kind of things uh-huh. so that limits the amount of like angles you can access it from yeah it kind of limits the flow um and it was fairly crowded too so it wasn't yeah. one that you just wandered around a lot um we did we did get to meet a couple people um yeah like uh what we did we did is I specifically chose a spot kind of like at the end of the bar where like there was a clear area for six and there was four of us. Mm-hmm. So as soon as two people came over, I invited them to sit down. There was this really nice couple named Jody and Danny, and they came and uh, played a couple games with us. And yeah, it was really fun. That they came in just as we were trying a new game. Yeah, called Pantone. Yeah, which is hard. <laughs> it's fun though. I want to get fun, it. Yeah. I want to get it honestly. Yeah, like it was it. funny because of course the our two friends who go to us with a lot of these things and a lot of the escape rooms they go to us as well um 
they um they're artists mm-hmm. and so they of course pantone were like oh like the color swatches yeah. and <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what pantone is imagine you have these small like half inch by inch color swatches mm-hmm. doesn't have the color name on it it's just like here's a light green one here's a dark green one uh-huh. here's a brown one here's a purple one stuff like that so you have like all these little swatches and then you get a character card that says the Grim Reaper. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, build the Grim Reaper out of just these color swatches. Yeah. And so you can lay them down on the table mm-hmm. in any kind of orientation that you see fit to try to get people to say, oh, it's the Grim Reaper. But the problem is there's only four of each color and only one black one as far as we could tell. As far as we could tell, yeah. Let us know if you've played this before. When we This, was, um, this wasn't our copy. It was like they had a bunch of games out that you could just play. Yeah. They had like their own library. And so we pulled it from there. So we don't know like, are, is there only one black card or did they get lost or know, we but, don't know. <laughs> but it was really fun. Yeah. It was... <laughs> one of our friends, I forget who it was, but they had the character and it's all characters. Yeah, it's all characters. They had the character Robin as uh-huh. in Batman and Robin. And so they built, because what else am I going to do? Yeah. They built an actual bird. Robin with uh-huh. like brown and red, like yeah. yellow for the beak and legs. And I was like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I got it. It was funny though, because they were kind of like, oh, this is not what we thought. You know, like, yeah. of course, being artists, they thought we'll dominate at this. And <laughs> but it was a very fun game. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was definitely like very different than anything we have or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, we are, then we mostly played, oh, well, we did play one other game from the library, which is one you and I had played before. Yeah. Which was um, S- Sagrada. Sagrada. Um, which we had played when we were at um, the Dice Tower mm-hmm. uh, con. Um, and we I really like it. I do want to get a copy eventually. It's still a little expensive, I think, for a yeah. dice game. So I've been kind of just waiting until it either comes down or... But here's the thing. there's If you were to really critically analyze all the games out there, mm-hmm. there's actually a couple different categories of games. You know, there's your roll-to-move games. Uh-huh. There's your worker placement games. There's your deck drafting games. And then there's your dice rolling games. Uh-huh. And we don't have... A dice rolling game, yeah. really. Uh-huh. You know, if you look at all the stuff we have over there, the only like dice rolling games that we have, you don't really keep those rolls. Yeah, you just it's rolling dice for some other function, but it's not rolling dice to then use those and put them somewhere. Uh-huh. Kind of thing, you know, yeah. So that would fill a hole uh-huh. that we have in our library. Yeah, and I feel like it's fairly easy to teach. I also think it's one that I think one that just you and I would play sometimes mm-hmm. when the group's not there. So it's always nice to have a couple like two-player games that we can play. I just was hoping that our, our dice rolling game could have been Star Trek The Five-Year Journey. You know, but <laughs> you're not a Star Trek person. You're more of a Star Wars girl. Yeah. So. Um, I also think my mom would like it. So that's another one that like, yeah, I Yeah, it's a very think... fun theme where you're trying to f- create a stained glass window with mm-hmm. colorful dice. So it's kind of just a pretty, you know, aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and then for the most part, after that, we played mostly games that we had brought, which we brought kind of games that we could scale for players because mm-hmm. we didn't know, you know, if we would be inviting other people to play with us or not. Yeah. Uh, so we pulled out Evolution, which we hadn't played in a while. And so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think our friends had really played it. So Nope. And once again, I went carnivore way too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I messed myself up pretty bad. <laughs> and I learned that um, uh, Defensive Herding and um, fertility are a really good combination. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just hit your numbers and then no one can attack I you. I feel like that's your zombie alien deck you yeah. smash up. You're not allowed to do that combination. <laughs> that's a forbidden combination in this household. I also got, um, I believe it was like symbiosis. So all my 
my creatures ate when one ate, yeah. and the one that did eat you took kept two. Yeah. So I like had everything chaining. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty. It was pretty epic. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, what else did we play? We played some Sushi Go. We um, we had gotten Sushi Go Party when we were at Dice Tower Con. We had sushi, we had to we had Sushi Go, but we, and we really liked it. But we wanted Sushi Go Party. It has it, so much more like flexibility. Yeah, you can have more players. New cards. Yeah, there's all sorts of like games within it, so you have different combinations that mm-hmm. you use depending on like how challenging you want it to be or how many players you have. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, so that we played a couple rounds of that, and that mm-hmm. was fun. Well, because it's also a very quick game; it's only three rounds of the mm-hmm. and you score. But it's it's such a fun, enjoyable game that you could keep going, you know. Uh huh. Until and just like sushi, until you start to fill it up into your neck, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I can't have any more. No, I'm done. The one kind of thing that's, I mean, good and bad about the event was that it only went to, it went from noon to five. Officially. Um, officially. Yeah. I think you probably could have stayed longer if you wanted and kept playing um, yeah. with your own games, perhaps, because I'm sure they had I'm sure they would have packed their, up their stuff. Yeah. Their stuff. Um, but the, that was, I mean, like I said, it was kind of nice just because we have had a tendency in the past when we go to International Tabletop Day mm-hmm. to plan to only go for like half a day or so. Yeah. And then next thing we know, it's 11 o'clock at night. And yep. we're like, oh, we need to drive home now. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Well, I'm suddenly hungry and have to use the bathroom all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I was ignoring my body's needs. <laughs> so it was kind of nice to be like, okay, like there's an end time. We're going to go home. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, unplug from this for a bit. Plus, I think going with people that we knew, uh-huh. I mean, yes, we drove in separate cars, but you yeah. know, meeting up with someone that we knew ahead of time, we were then able to make plans to go out afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that kind of kept us on a schedule of, okay, so we want to go to this restaurant afterwards mm-hmm. and, you know, the dinner time for that's going to be around this time. So we want to try to avoid that rash kind of things yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you could say that, you know, being that we went with other people, that also kind of limits you your ability to maybe mingle with other people. But I felt like at the event itself, it looked like a lot of people were um, sort of in their groups, sort a of say. A lot of people came and in just not, clumps. Yeah, not just because like the, of the table situation, but it was, you could tell like, okay, that those four people know each other. Those six people yeah. know each other, you know. Um, and you could tell also some of those people probably come to the those events a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell a lot of people knew each other and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so we just haven't been able to go to many of them. Hopefully we'll go to some more in the future. I would definitely like to go to more of these events mm-hmm. hosted by this group, but it just, for this particular one, it did seem like a lot of people came in clumps, which is fine. Uh-huh. You know, you bring your people that you yeah. know you want to play with and you play some new games. Mm-hmm. That's what the hobby's about, playing yeah. games with people that you would enjoy playing with. Uh-huh. But yeah, I did miss a little bit of the meeting new friends. Yeah. Like, I was able to go around and talk to a couple people and meet, make some new friends. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I, I wish I could have done that more. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that was, I think it was a very successful International Tabletop Day. And I think we'll definitely be um, checking out more of um, Tabletop Takeover's events. And we'll also be looking more into Extra Life um, for their future events as well. Oh, definitely. I, I would more than love to get in contact with them mm-hmm. and see if there's anything that we can do to, you know, set up something too. I did talk to one of the guys who's uh, kind of one of the heads of Tabletop Takeovers. I believe his name was uh, John. And we actually are thinking about trying to get together. Mm-hmm. And if, because we had plans for maybe doing a special kind of meet and greet and um, kind of like board gaming thing uh, at an escape room. We just had to yeah. find the right venue. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go and try to get in contact with him and see if we can't like 
make that an actual official yeah. big thing, which would be really fun. Yeah, or um, if anything else, just having one of these tabletop takeovers out in Riverside. Yeah, you know, just like that here. would be yeah, that would be really great because, like we said, for us, I mean, for us, we know it's harder to get out in Anaheim, but there's probably other people. Um, and we have um, some really great locations here that I, I've already thought of a bunch that might be possibilities. Mm-hmm. So For sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that overall we had a good mm-hmm. tabletop day. I hope you guys had a good one, too. Yes. We'd love to hear your experiences. Mm-hmm. If you went to any interesting place, especially if it's in Southern California and you think we should give it a try next time. Yeah, Or if sure. there's any new events coming up that you would, you know, that, that you think would be fun for us to go check out. We're, we're always going out to new places. So we are. <laughs> why not? It doesn't have to just be tabletop. <laughs> yeah. See, the problem is, here, here's the fundamental problem with mm-hmm. tabletop day. Tabletop players are nerds and they're all like uh-huh. introvert. No, I'm teasing. No, but like, you know, sometimes the introversion does limit people uh-huh. in terms of like, it's hard to go out and make new friends or to just, you know, talk to a stranger uh-huh. or anything. But really, I- I've said it before and I'll say it again. Gamers are actually some of the most open and inviting people mm-hmm. for a community that like I've had the pleasure of knowing. Uh-huh. So like if you see people like sitting around in any public place and they're playing a game and you're interested, you can go up and like just politely like say, excuse what it, what is this game? Excuse me, this mm-hmm. looks interesting. They would be so happy to talk about it. <laughs> it's like, you know how they say when you're in a relationship, you know, or, like, or not a relationship, when you're first dating, you know, get them to talk about themselves because mm-hmm. everyone likes to talk about their own stuff. It's like that with gamers and games. <laughs> I want to tell you about this game because it's amazing. And if you want to play it too, it'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. really, if you're having, you know, maybe social issues of it's hard to approach new people, gamers are the most open and lovely people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, if you, that was the neat thing too about like when we went to, um, I mean, obviously that's much bigger scale, but when we went to Dice Tower Con, you know, you get a game, you set it up, you put a player wanted thing up and most people got that somebody. was the one thing i really <laughs> wanted yesterday yeah. or that's one thing i really wanted at this thing is to have a big sign i could put up saying like i need two more players uh-huh, who yeah. wants who wants in you know yeah because i mean like even though we had enough to play the game we purposely brought games that we could scale up mm-hmm. if we needed to like one of the games we brought that we didn't end up taking out was letters from Whitechapel, which that can go up to a pretty good amount i think of like seven or eight yeah and that but, like, one technically that one because it's a mind game, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, there's like it, it does go up to seven because it's Jack the Ripper and then six detectives. Uh-huh. But you could have multiple people contributing. Yeah. Like putting in their two cents about, I think he went this way. Uh-huh. And one of the reasons we brought that one was not only because it, it can go up to a lot of players, but we've taken it the last two years when we went. And every time we get like this big group and everybody gets involved mm-hmm. in it and like everybody wants to play it. Um, it seems to be a real crowd pleaser. So that's yeah. why we brought it, but we didn't end up pulling it out. Yeah, it just, we, we ran out of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, time went by very fast. <laughs> it does. It's like it moves, it's relative. You know? Yeah. It, it's at a different speed. You know, the one thing I, I, I did appreciate that they took advantage of, though, is they got together a big game of Werewolf. Yeah. Because that was Werewolf cool. is one of those games where it's like player elimination and it's really awesome with big numbers. And so some some gentleman was going around recruiting people saying, hey, 
we have this big space in the back in the actual brewery where they've like mm-hmm. kind of like coned off, you know, that we can just like sit up a bunch of chairs and just go at it for like a huge group. Does anyone want it? And a lot of people went back and joined. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to join because we were having an appointment to keep for later in the evening, mm-hmm. you know, but we went by it, you know, yeah, just to go take a look. And there, there was like at least three dozen people <laughs> sitting around in chairs, <laughs> all like pointing fingers going, no, it's you. You know. <laughs> Well, I think that um, does it for our 2019 Tabletop Day. Um, Like we said, we really hope that you guys all had a good day as well and will um, let us know about what you guys did. And just remember, technically, any day can be Tabletop Day. Very true. So keep it it in your hearts. (laughs) Till next year. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Greg, I think it is time to talk about Pandemic. Yes. So for our Dice Roll segment, we recently... Over my birthday weekend, we actually got a chance to finally finish <laughs> Pandemic Legacy which, Season 1, which was two years in the yeah, making. Yeah, because he actually got it for his birthday two years ago. Yeah, and bought we it, finally finished Bought it. it for myself because I was like, okay, it came out like uh, a couple years ago. And I was like, I'm going to wait because I know the rule. Don't buy anything for yourself for your birthday or around there because you never know if someone else is going to get it and you don't want to disappoint them. Uh-huh. And then so when that had come and gone, I'm like, cool green light buy it for yourself you know <laughs> so it had been two years in the making and we finally got a chance we to finally finish it. got it advanced and we're not going to give any spoilers as to what actually mm-hmm. happens in the game but i did get together a list of kind of life lessons, <laughs> lessons that, learned. You, that you can take from pandemic legacy or any legacy game really. <laughs> oh, so number one is don't get too attached to any kind of preset notions that you have about this <laughs> or any kind of established rules or situations. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something that shakes it up, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. in these legacy games. It, it usually starts off with one normal game and then things change very quickly. Yeah. And in, in this game in particular, there's lots of different characters that mm-hmm. you can play. Um, and some characters you are revealed throughout the game. Yeah. And for the most part, two of our players, they kind of stuck with two people for most of it. Mm-hmm. But you and I, we change characters several times. Yeah. You change characters a lot. Um, and it is easy to get kind of attached to one character and what that character can and can't do. Yeah. Um, and it can make it hard to switch to other characters. But but sometimes the situation changed and we had to go and try something else mm-hmm. because it just would not have worked otherwise. Yeah. The situation would have dictated that that would have been a loss, logically yeah. speaking. The formula did not. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't going to really be as effective, we thought. You know? uh-huh. And yeah, sometimes when we took a chance, it went poorly. You know? <laughs> but that's the thing. You just got to go with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So lesson number one is be flexible. Don't get too attached to anything because stuff will change. Uh-huh. Uh, number two is it's okay if things don't go perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take a shot on the chin or as they say in Pandemic, a scar yeah. onto your character. We were deadly afraid of getting any I know, kind of scars we, we for didn't have more any. than half the game. Yeah, we didn't have any for most of the game. And then at the end, we were all taking scars left and right on purpose. Because we had to, we were focused more on the long term. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We knew, we knew we were almost done. And we knew it was advantageous to just take a scar. And that would save us from worse things. Yeah. Like I said... Just because it didn't go an absolute perfect game doesn't mean it's not still fun, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I do understand that in some games, you know, you're trying to go for that perfect run for, like, you know, to prove, like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. it's like a speed run or, like, it's a, you know, 100% complete kind of thing for, like, especially video games. But in especially legacy games, mm-hmm. stuff will go wrong 
it's okay. Yeah. You know? It's kind of it's kind of like in life. You can't go around constantly being worried that you might trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to close your eyes and run with it. Yeah. You know? uh, number three, sometimes you really have to accept a defeat in a battle in order to win the war. Uh, yeah, exactly. There was plenty of times in which I knew we were not, like, there's clearly going to be an outbreak. Uh-huh. And it's going to change and it's going to be really bad. And I knew, like, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's fine. Yeah. Because we have to focus on this other uh, task. Uh-huh. One of the one of the last games that we did, uh, because each, each month that you're playing through, uh-huh. you actually get two chances at the month. Yeah. If you succeed the first chance, then you just move on to the next month. Uh-huh. But if you don't, then you get a second chance in that you month. You play the month over again, essentially. And there was... Uh, I don't know how well the community is going to take this, but there was a couple times when I said to the group, we should throw this from this round. Yeah. We should throw it because, uh, minor spoiler here, but not major, at the end of each game, you get to have upgrades mm-hmm. to your situation. Yeah. Whatever and, that is. And also, like, depending on if you won or if you failed, it, it kind of differs too. It does affect your game as mm-hmm. well. And... Technically speaking, if you lose, you get more of a benefit for the next game to try to even you out so you uh-huh. do win. And so a couple times I, I looked at the group and I said, listen, we could fight this mm-hmm. or we could just stage it for the next game so that way we're a little bit better mm-hmm. to you know hit the ground yeah. running and we'll be a little bit stronger. And I think it'd be better to throw the first half of February so that we end it strong. Yeah. I also think at the end, you had the good idea because we had basically at the very end, we had two objectives that we had to do. Mm-hmm. And they were vastly different and very time consuming objectives. Yes. And so you had the idea, okay, the first month, let's just get this one objective done. Because it was one of those ones too that once you got it done, it was over. It didn't carry over to like the second round or yeah. whatever. So it was one of like, let's just put all our effort into getting this one objective done. And then we're going to lose because there's no way we can do both of them. Well, because you have to do both of those and balance the normal game of all yeah. the diseases popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's three things we have to juggle. Uh-huh. And like in, in this game, three things that's like commonplace. But the other two things were very demanding. Yeah. One was like super demanding of our time. One of which you had to spend the valuable cards you're supposed to use to find the cures mm-hmm. to just... Get this thing done. Yeah. And you're like, essentially throwing them away. We're not going to do that. We're, yeah. There's no way we can do both. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus on one. You know, darn everything else. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, we will take a loss. We will lose the first half of this month. But the next month will but, be so much easier. But because these are permanent changes that we're making while uh-huh. doing this progress the next month, we will be set for victory. Yeah, exactly. Because then technically we only have one thing to do. I think we had like one or two tiny little like scraps left to clean up. Yeah, well, like, essentially, you had to essentially cure these things permanently, finally. Yeah. And we got everything cured permanently before we lost. So then the next one, we just had to do this one task, and then a couple people just went around and sort of kept everything under control Mm -hmm. while you and I just focused on the other task. Just sitting there just like cars we could. Just like, no, it's got to be in here. Where's that (laughs) yellow card? (laughs) Just really digging through the deck. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes you just have to accept defeat and you know, plan better for the next time. And yeah, and you just got to remember, you know, lose the battle, win the war. Exactly. It's okay 
like it's not going to be your personal Waterloo. It's mm-hmm. fine, you know. <laughs> Just get over this defeat and move on, mm-hmm. you know. Another one would be um, another life lesson would be you know don't stress too much. Mm-hmm. It's a game. Have yes. fun with it. Yeah. Because there's a couple times we were like, oh god. Africa's going to be a, like just a burning hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh God, you know, it's going to be bad. But like, it's still a game. Mm-hmm. You're you're still just drawing cards, moving a plastic piece around. You know, have fun. Don't get too stressed. I know you want to do well. I know you want everything to, you know, be favorable. But don't let it get to you. Mm-hmm. It's, For sure. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. I've had to tell you many times, it's just a game, dear. Yeah, and that's why this is my lesson that I've learned. I put it on the list to prove to you that well, I learned it. And also just because sometimes you t- will take, if we don't do well, you take it personally. Like, you didn't do a good job leading the group. And I have yeah. to remind you, like, no, no one expects you to be the leader. It's not on your shoulders to do this. Yeah. Uh, and that brings me to another thing about communication is key. You know? <laughs> yes. Where, you know, especially in a game like this, you have to really have a solid plan mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to follow through as well as adapt, like we said, mm-hmm. but make sure that everyone is on board with the plan. Yeah. Everyone and make knows sure what is going on and make sure everyone gets kind of their say out because sometimes one person will think they know, Oh, you know, you should do this, this and that and that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, actually, I was thinking I might do this. Yeah. But if you just went with what they, you know, one of one might be better than the other, you know. And it's yeah. just, it's not up to just one person to decide, you mm-hmm. know. And going off that point, you also have physically a different perspective of the board uh-huh. based on where you're sitting. Yeah. So while I might be sitting near the South American side of the board and looking at the board in a certain way, and you're sitting maybe towards the, you know, Asia kind of like other end of the board, you know, uh-huh. up towards like, you know, Russia. So you're looking at the board upside down, technically, from my perspective. But because you're looking at it from a different side, you might see something strategically that I'm not seeing. Uh-huh. So yes, it is good to communicate and have a solid plan, but also understand that it's not just one person who should be being a table captain. Yeah. You know, everyone should have the ability to input, especially when it comes to their character. Uh-huh. Yeah, and someone might just you know, like have a different perspective and have thought of something the other person didn't think of or, you know. And sometimes things change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all of a sudden, oh my goodness, you know, Paris just erupted in diseases. Now we have to completely abandon what we were trying to do and get over there because that's going to go super bad, super fast. Mm -hmm. And the, the one thing I thought was most interesting about this game, and it happened multiple times, is there was times where, especially with your character, and you've played a couple of different characters. Uh-huh. But there was a couple of times near the end where you actually had like two or three different things that needed to be done. Uh-huh. And it really just depended on how the deck was going to get pulled. Mm-hmm. You know, and you would kind of sit in the middle like, should I go towards Africa? Should I go towards Asia? Should I go towards Europe? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here in the Middle East and I don't know which way to go. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know what? We're just going to trust you. Yeah. Also, I mean, I think too, a couple of us, um, I had it a couple of times and you had it a couple of times where our greatest like contribution to the group was to aid our fellow players rather than do actions yeah. ourselves. Like, um, I think both of us at one point played the character who essentially they're the best thing they're best at is moving people. Yeah. The dispatcher. And so they, you know, it, each time it was like, well, I can do this, like maybe one thing, but then who needs to move? How can I get you closer to your objective mm-hmm. so you can have more, 
you know, you spend less time moving and you can spend more time caring. Just giving like that. people that extra little space towards their objective uh-huh. makes a big difference. Yeah, We exactly. honestly should have kept them for longer. <laughs> but it's just, the other characters were so good at what they did. Yeah, it for was, the immediate uh, needs, yeah. And I mean, not to spoil anything, but that one character that we had, the, um, the quarantine specialist, mm-hmm. she was vital yeah that i think that's the the one character for like the spring of our game Uh you know and like the kind of march april june yeah march april may areas of our game she needed to be there otherwise we would have lost so hard i think that's the one character that we pretty much had throughout the entire um game and then we lost her because (laughs) because of events it was really sad i cried i was like no um but yeah so I, I, it's a very fun game. Uh-huh. I, I cannot wait for the next legacy game we're going there was, to do. There was one box we never ended up opening until the very... <laughs> I will say this. Okay. So, once again, spoilers for what's in the box. Uh-huh. It's a minor thing. So, if you don't want to know it, you know, fast forward about uh, 45 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be brief. Ready, set, go. So, in the box, there's actually these eight little boxes, like compartments, and it tells you in the game when to open compartment one, uh-huh. two, three, four. It's like an advent calendar. Yeah. It's, it's like a cool advent calendar. Yeah. And number eight says only open if you lose four times in a row. Uh-huh. We did not have to open that nope. box. We, we finally op- opened it. We opened it, it after yeah. the fact to be like, okay, what was, what in, was here? in here? <laughs> but we did not have to open that box. Yeah. What's really cool, though, is um, also the very end of the game, it's a minor thing, but you actually do get a scorecard mm-hmm. because there was all these changes to the board and everything yeah. that happened. So you get it like kind of like a if this if you have this many of this score five points, this many of that score ten points, kind of things like that. And we did pretty good. Mm-hmm. We got like there's five ranges uh-huh. that you can be in, and we got like a hard deep B minus. Like <laughs> we were like. 10 points above that line between C plus and B minus. So, I mean, to be honest, our in our games, the yellow disease had some really bad times. Mm-hmm. So South America and Africa really went to, went to the arena. Yeah. Like a lot. I'll, I'm going to post a picture. Uh-huh. And we'll probably do one of those, like only click on this if you don't, or have already played the game and uh-huh. don't want spoilers. Yeah. And... Man, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I think at this point, like, Pandemic Legacy has been out for so long, and now, of course, there's season two, which we haven't played. Um, so I kind of feel like people, like, they kind of, like, at this point, it's kind of like movies. There's... Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, not everyone's talking about this as much. They were, like, Avengers True. Endgame, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, like, I, I think you're kind of right, like, because it's a board game, if you purposely click on this link, you're looking for the spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know I'm about to get ruined for something, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, but still, Pandemic Legacy, highly recommend. There's your life lessons. Don't get too attached to anything. <laughs> Communicate. It's okay to not play perfectly. Sometimes you got to lose the battle to win the war. Be flexible. Be flexible. Don't stress. It's a game. Have fun with it. <laughs> Speaking of having fun, we have an escape room report to do and a very... Good boy version. <laughs> so believe it or not, Greg. I'm walking on air. In this room, we did something we've never done before in escape rooms. What's that, Lauren? We became dogs. We were dogs. 
<laughs> we did It's a Doggy Dog World at it's, Level Games. Sure is. <laughs> now, if you've heard about this room, which a lot of people have talked about this room, I think it's probably one of a kind. It used to be, the location used to be called um, Escapades LA. They have since changed uh, kind of companies and it's now called Level Games. So just so there's no confusion out there. Because you might see like old articles about it and it calls it Escapades. I believe they were like bought out or something. Um, but it's a doggy dog world. You are dogs. And the mailman has stolen your favorite ball. I never trusted him. <laughs> never. He comes to my yard, puts things into my mailbox. Master takes it away from me, of mm-hmm. course, because, you know, I, 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 I'm just so angry with him. <laughs> if I get my stuff, my teeth onto his the thing, I just trip it to shreds. Yeah. Well, and then the cats aren't helping anything. No, cats are jerks. Yeah, they've stolen your collar. And so then I have to feed the cats to yes. get my collar back. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and then the squirrels are stealing stuff. Okay, first, can I just, let me get on my podium here, my little four doggy podium. Um, squirrels are the worst. Mm-hmm. They know we can't climb trees. They climb up the tree, turn around facing down against gravity itself, and mock us. <laughs> Not cool. So this room, as we said, you are playing as dogs, and they play into that completely. Everything is as if you were seeing the world as a dog. I was a corgi. I just know in my mind and heart I was a corgi. I don't know what you were. Probably an Australian <laughs> shepherd, but I was a corgi. Um, yeah, I wish, I'd wish wish my dog had been in that room. She would have been able to solve it probably faster right? than us. <laughs> no, it's very cool because everything is built from a dog's perspective. Yeah. Like the cabinets and the fridge mm-hmm. in the room are actually built wider the bottom and way skinnier the top like it's giving you the forced perspective of you're looking up yeah yeah and i would say the first room that you go into like you might at first be a little disappointed because it's somewhat bland Mm -hmm. but if you think about it from a dog's point of view it's sort of just like you're seeing like the bottom of all these cabinets and things you're not really seeing the full room you're seeing the the lower part of the room that a dog would see so it kind of fits with it and i mean it it works for them because they didn't have to do a ton of work in the this first room Mm -hmm. so in the first room the whole thing is you were trying to obviously get out of this room so you can go after the mailman but the cats have stolen your um, electric collar that lets you out the doggy door so that's your first task is trying to get the cats to give back your collar. And I mean, it's really fun. You have to work with a giant TV remote to change the channels. Mm-hmm. They even have human writing in or writing on the fridge. But because we can't read because we're dogs, it's, it, gibberish. it's gibberish gobbledygook, like hieroglyphics <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. But like, you could tell it's meant to be kind of writing. You know, yeah, but just I can't read. I'm you, a have dog. To, you have to use your nose to solve some of you, the puzzles. That was very fun. You have to use your nose to smell certain like boxes that like cat food was in uh-huh. it doesn't smell food. like and it doesn't smell like cat food it smells like mint or like raspberries uh-huh. or something yeah. like yeah i will say just just in case though you should know like that is something that you have to do in this room so if um i we've both known people in our lives who don't have a sense of smell yeah so if you're going with someone who doesn't have a sense of smell you might have to help them out there um or even a weak sense of smell like yours is much your nose is much yeah i have a stronger sense of smell than most. All right, i was like i think this could be chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It would kill me if I tried to lick it because I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where the where this room really shines is when you get into the second room. Because the yard is where dogs love to be. Yeah, and the yard is so cute. And if you like look up this room and look up pictures, you're mostly going to see the yard. And once again, this is all from the dog's perspective. So there's a giant dog house. But mm-hmm. of course, to a dog, it would look like a normal size dog house, right? Yeah. And as we're, we're human dogs here, um, you have to do very doggy tasks like barking. 
You have to you have to bark. You have to run around. You have to play with your with your tennis balls. You have to mm-hmm. find your bones that you hid somewhere. Yeah, very fun stuff. Uh, at one point, when you're in the kitchen, you even dig through the trash, and they even have like pillow like pizzas and donuts mm-hmm. you can take out and like play with. And I was like, I'm taking this with me because they're mine. <laughs> um, and so then you have to basically get out the um, the fence into you know outside of your house mm. um, where you do find finally the postman's. It looks like a the back of a post truck. It looks like they got a decommission, like, yeah. Yeah. Vehicle from the post office. It was like, can we just put this in? Sure. Yeah. And then eventually you get that open and I will not reveal what happens once you no. get in there, but, but let's just say it is a shocking surprise. Like, <laughs> I, cause I, I was timing it when yeah. we were going through. I usually with my watch, keep mm-hmm. track of it. If there's no actual good clock in the room for us to reuse. And I, I was like, we have seriously 25 minutes left. Yeah, what possibly and could we We have? know the mailman has the ball. We literally just unlocked the back of this truck. And as I'm as I'm pulling up the like sliding door thing for like the truck, uh-huh. I'm like, we're going to get this done in record. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Know, we yeah, won't spoil what think... it is, but just you think it's going to be just it's right there and you just grab and walk out. Oh, no. Yeah. You, yeah. The, the You think that the room is just about done and it's not quite done yet. And you may be there for a little bit while yeah. longer. Um, but yeah, it was, it was probably the silliest and funnest thing we've ever done in an escape room. And I was, I kept kind of going like, I hope we're supposed to do this because if not, I feel really bad for the game master because she was a very sweet girl and it's, it's like, <laughs> we were making quite the mess. <laughs> not that we were doing this. I'm just using a false analogy so that yeah. people don't get it. It would be like if you saw a bunch of boxes mm-hmm. that all said fragile and you just know we have to smash these. Yeah. <laughs> we have to smash these to find the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, we knew we had to have destructive tendencies. Yeah. And we just felt, because we're like, this is going to take, I, I hope they don't have another room booked right after me because. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to mess this place up. We pretty did. Good. We did end up getting out in pretty pretty record time. I think um, at in the end um, because Greg. No, really, because we were spending like 20 minutes of that. No, moment. but you you had a pretty uh, quick solution. I mean, it wasn't quick, but like I think quicker than what most people would think to do. Yeah. So um, we got I out. Channel my well. inner dog. Um, I will say, like this room, there's nothing super difficult about this room at all. Um, and everything once again, every, all the puzzles are very organic and what. Not. You know what the, probably the most difficult thing was? Mm-hmm. Using our nose. Because it, that doesn't yeah. occur to us. Uh-huh. In most rooms, we don't have to use our sense of smell. So we were kind of at a roadblock mm-hmm. in the first room, the kitchen. And then you realized, oh, this smells like this. Yeah. And also, I think there was a couple things that maybe we were overthinking at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, that it were a little bit more simple than what we thought we were we had to do. Um, cause we oh, were, like the you fridge know, puzzle? The fridge puzzle, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we're thinking more complex and we're not thinking necessarily from a dog's point of view. This room's really good for families and for kids, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, although, once again, as adults, it was just the idea of us being dogs and the whole room being, like, themed to that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, super clever. I don't think there's probably another room like this at the moment. The one thing I also really did like and really appreciated was the TV commercials. Because you oh, can yeah. turn on the TV and this loop of, like, four or five commercials would play. And each commercial is actually giving you clues mm-hmm. for a specific puzzle. But you just... It's not obviously highlighting yeah exactly you you just have to pay pay attention attention. yeah you have to pay attention like one thing for example will say something like did you know 
that a dog when it jumps up and down makes a rainbow and then or whatever you know mm. like you have to go outside and jump up and down to, and then, oh a rainbow appears and yeah. you're like hey there you go yeah yeah but like, it doesn't like highlight it like that it just says like here's a few fun facts about dogs they can smell well they can jump up and down and make a rainbow they also die they eat chocolate you know yeah but, but it's buried mm-hmm. in the middle of this other thing and so if you're not paying attention if you're not watching the tv you will probably miss that yeah yeah no it was a really clever way to like kind of um it's not even necessarily a clue system. It's part of how you like know what to do in mm-hmm. some cases. Right. Um, so that was super clever. Um, they were super cute and well done as well. Um, they really did kind of feel like commercials. I mean, you could tell like they had made them, but like they still felt it was like still commercials. Great, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was the one thing I will say about this room that you should know is it can be more expensive. I won't say it is more expensive. It can be. So we they do private bookings. Mm-hmm. So you're not with, paired with anyone else. Um, we just did it, the two of us, because we were out in L.A. and something else we were going to do fell through. Um, so we needed something else to do. And I had heard about this room, and it was close by, so I booked it. It did run us about $90 for yeah, the two for of two us. People. Which is more than we've ever spent on a room before. But I didn't regret it no, because it was well just so it. cute. And, like... We've been telling people about this room forever. In fact, um, we know someone who's coming down to LA and we were telling them, like, you have to do this room if you haven't done must. it yet. It's it's in my new top uh, top 10 favorite games of all time. Yeah, I mean, go. I was, even though it wasn't very hard and there, it was easy for the two of us, I super regretted that our two friends who do rooms a lot with us weren't there just because it was like, it is expensive for two people and like, I really want them to see it low and I just don't know how I can explain to them like that it's worth the money. Yeah. You know, because I am sure that is hard for a lot of people. I know on the enthusiast board, I'm always seeing people asking if anyone has a promo code because it is more expensive. Um, and some people just, you know, it is hard. Like I've, we've definitely done room or looked at locations and been like, uh, do we want to pay over 30 for this room when we can pay 20 for this room? Honestly, you know? though, for this room, I would offer like the Pepsi challenge. I'd say like $90 on the table. If you don't like it, you can have this $90. Yeah, yeah, because it, it is just so cute. And like, it. no, it's not a super difficult room, but it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, everything works within the theme. It's fun. It's clever. It, everything feels organic. Mm-hmm. You know, everything fits the theme perfectly. Yeah. And there's no extraneous narrative that you have to try to follow Mm -hmm. it's all just we're dogs the only thing that i would say is a a difficult puzzle Mm -hmm. besides the whole oh you have to smell something is there's a puzzle with the bones you have to find several bones that could be difficult if you're not up on like not not really pop culture i don't know what you would call it, it's it requires some common knowledge Mm -hmm. but even still the interpretation of some of the bones are a bit more vague than other ones. Yeah. It would be almost as if, like, you have, let's just say you have a a, a grid of emotions, like mm. happy, sad, angry, jealous, you yeah. know? And it's like, okay, I have a red bone. Is that happy? Is that angry? Is that jealous? Which mm. one is this, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say, too, like, I'm wondering some of the ones that I was able to get was because, obviously, I knew some, like, this kind of common knowledge um, and I wonder if I was from a different country or spoke a different language, if I would have that common knowledge, yeah. because I don't know some of the sayings that I, you know, like, let's just say that, um, April showers is one of the things. Yeah. Is April showers something commonly known in other countries? I don't know. You yeah. know, it's, it's a common phrase or saying here, mm-hmm. but is it a common phrase or saying elsewhere? I don't know. 
Yeah. So that that's probably the most difficult puzzle you'll... The only thing I think of is the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Yeah, but right. That's about it. <laughs> um, that might be the mo- one of the most difficult ones that you'll encounter just if you don't kind of know or if you're not interpreting things the same way. Yeah. But besides that, fantastic group. And I mean, yeah. they have a clue system. You can always ask for help. If, True. Yeah. You know. I don't even remember what it was because we didn't, we didn't end up having to use I it. I think you just bark a lot. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have another room there. It is a time travel themed room. Oh, I should say before we talk about that low. Um, so this room, it goes up to eight players. Um, it actually is room for eight it is, people. It's a very spacious room, so there is room for eight players. I don't know if there's necessarily enough for eight players to do, but there is room. If you're taking kids low, you know. They'll have a blast. That, yeah, like you can, if you're taking kids, like two adults and four kids would probably totally work, you yeah. know. Um, or this would also be a good first timers room. Yeah, sure. If you have a large group of friends and you have not tried an escape room yet, or a good number of people in the mm-hmm. group have not tried an escape room yet, this is a great intro. This is an escape room done right. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of one of those, yeah, at first you're like, oh, this is it. But then when you go inside, oh, oh, this yeah, is it. Yeah, it really shows you how creative that people can be with these escape rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, how imaginative, how imaginative the puzzles can be, how like silly sometimes they can be mm. as far as the stuff you have to do. Even the door going to the next room was us going through what was like a human-sized doggy door. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a nice big reveal too. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me in a way, we did this room a while ago and I believe we talked about it, um, a room called the um, Toy Makers uh, Workshop. Workshop. And that room, you know, it was a bunch of toys and here you have a bunch of 30-year-olds who are like having this total nostalgia playing with toys, essentially. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what this room is. It will kind of turn adults back into kids again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that I like to use this room as an example for is a lot of people kind of have this um, idea that escape rooms are all scary. No. And so I like to bring this room up because I'm like, okay, they're not all scary. We once did a room where we were dogs, you know, like there's nothing scary about this room at all. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I said is the room should have all been in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but actually it has been popularized lately. The dogs do see in some colors. And this thing is colored like a kid's like comic strip. You yeah, know, it's like, very colorful. Very bright and colorful, especially when you get outside. Once again, it's just, it's whimsical and silly kind mm-hmm. of. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful, wonderful room, A+. plus. Yeah, for sure. Um, they do have another room there that is um, a time travel room that is actually a 75-minute room. Mm. Um, and it goes up to six players. So kind of curious about that one. Um, we definitely would like to check them out again and probably take friends this time and maybe... Um, force them to go do the dog room without us while we wait and <laughs> i'd be willing to wait just to see the reaction yeah i would even pay the game master if they could let me watch the cameras yeah we've always wanted to do that that would be fun but yeah so uh it's a doggy dog world in los angeles at level games do you think they were upset about the present that i left in the corner before we <laughs> before we were done well i used the litter box in the first room so you're not a cat how dare you that's that we need to have a talk about our dog ethics. We were very good boys. We for were. That game. Yes. I think. Uh, I mean, we we won. Good, good boys and good girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we were good. You know. Yeah. Um, we. There was a very fun game. So let's go on to our Friday favorites. Mm-hmm. And since we've established that Friday is the fox, it is the Friday the fox's favorites. <laughs> Well, this time, my favorite is a game that we got to play over your birthday weekend. We, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we kind of went away for a weekend with our friends and we went up to the mountains 
And one of the things that we did not realize was going to happen when we were up in the mountains is that it decided to snow over Memorial Day. It snowed over Memorial Day, which is amazing. <laughs> I've never really had snow on my birthday, which is fantastic. Or in general, because we live in SoCal, so we're yeah. not used to snow. But like, I wouldn't <laughs> imagine that snow would be... And I was just kind of looking around at the shopkeepers, and they were like, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were planning to like rent out like jet skis. Yeah, What exactly. are we going to do? I know. Yeah, the, no one was expecting the snow. Um, but thankfully, we, of course as always, had brought a ton of board games. Mm-hmm. And so we had a nice cozy fire going and It was a Memorial drinks. Day miracle. Yeah. And one of the games that we played um, was one that we've had for a while and we've been wanting to play um, Stuffed Fables. Mm-hmm. And the reason we've been wanting to play it and haven't played it is because Lauren has been very slow at painting the little miniatures. But I didn't want to play it until we had the miniatures all cute and painted. I think one of the reasons why you've been so slow to paint the miniatures is because you've begun referring to yourself in the third person and it's damaging your brain. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what does Lauren think about that? <laughs> she agrees. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the, the miniatures, they're actually really easy to paint. I'd highly recommend it if you are starting to get into painting miniatures. Mm-hmm. It's a good start off. Um, they're fairly easy. They're very nice and smooth. I was going to say, um, lots of smooth surfaces. Because I tried painting a bear once. Like, uh-huh. A more realistic bear with fur. And that's a pain in the butt. But like <laughs> these are like teddy bears. So there's just like kind uh-huh. of like just like ball shapes on top yeah, of Yeah. And they're also, they're also kind of these cute cartoon figures. So you don't have to get super realistic and do a ton of blending and a ton of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you have more... Um, you have more leeway to just sort of be cartoonish and have harder lines and stuff and like, like that. And like flat, like, you know, colors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so they were, you know, very fun to paint. Um, it did take me a while to paint them all, though, just because, like, I don't paint every day. Like, there'll be yeah. there'll be kind of breaks. Life, life yeah, happens. there'll be breaks in between time where I paint. Um, but I pretty much got them all done in time for your birthday. Mm-hmm. So we took it with us and we played it and it was just as cute as I thought it was going Especially to be. Especially with all my voices that I did for Yes, him. Greg did voices for all the characters. I did voices for all, <laughs> well, for all the, um, speaking characters. Speaking anyway, characters, yeah. yes. And I, I really wanted to do like a Batman voice for Stitch, mm-hmm. but I just kept laughing. So I had to change it to like just a more like gruff, grumpy old man kind yeah. of Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it was really cute. I kind of like it because, um, I mean, you and I talked about this. It's more made for families and to play. Yeah. And because of that, it has, it's a little bit easier in terms of your normal, like not, it's kind of an RPG game where you're playing like as stuffed animals, defending kind of your, your child from bad dreams and things. The role, none of the roles that you have to hit are super high. No. Like it just, it seemed a little bit easier. It's a game that's made for kids to introduce them to like D and D and things, so you're not really going to lose. Yeah. Even if you get knocked down, which my character did many times, mm-hmm. it's very easy to get back up. Yeah. And the goals to, are very easy to achieve. And even if you do lose, like nothing really bad permanently happens. Yeah. It's not like your character can die. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, you lost the blanket. Yeah. I guess we'll do that ending instead. You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. It, it's a very lighthearted game, and so I would highly recommend it for people who want the fun story. Yeah. If you think the theme of teddy bears and stuffed rabbits defending a little girl from her night terrors as she's sleeping is adorable and mm-hmm. cute and sounds like a fun story, this game's for you. Yeah. If you want a challenging, you know, strategical game full of like, you know, all sorts of role playing stuff, 
passelness. Yeah. It, it's not that. This is, you get this for the stories. Yeah, it's your starter RPG. Yeah. And like I said, it was just kind of nice to have something with more, you know, when I rolled, like, I usually was hitting the goal. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like this constant, like, nope, didn't make it. Next person. Nope, didn't make it. Next mm-hmm. person, you know. So it was just kind of nice to have, like, that easy game to go through. And the dice system is pretty good, too, uh-huh. because there's multiple colored dice in there. And... There's different things you can do with each dice, but some dice are purposely there just to be flexible. Uh-huh. To be like, I needed something to move, so I guess I use this dice, you know? Yeah. Or I needed something to defend with, so okay, I can use that dice. So it gives you a lot of options. Yeah, and for flexibility. Sure. So it's very, it's very easy to set yourself up to achieve something in the future. Uh-huh. And if something happens in the meantime, you're still fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if you're curious about the miniatures, um, just go on our Instagram. I've been posting lots of pictures, and I'm going to – I haven't done it yet, and probably at the time this comes out, I still won't have done it. But I'm going to be taking, like, high – kind of – High quality after photos of all of them. I did high quality before photos, so I'm gonna do high quality after photos of all of them. Oh, you did. Okay. Because I was gonna say them. sometimes it's fun to see the before and after. Uh-huh. I mean, the befores they're all that kind of they're like a gray like plastic, a, like a blue gray, yeah, kind of thing, right? Uh-huh. Just all over. But then to see it afterwards, like, oh, now look, he's got like a weird kind of cool rust pattern along his joints. Uh-huh, you do yeah. a really good job for that. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you can see those on our Instagram. Also, just. Um, if you are on Instagram, look up the Stuff Fables hashtag. There's a lot of people out there painting them, and there's a lot of really creative ways that people have painted them oh, and stuff. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, I pretty much stuck to like what they were in the book for the most part. I maybe only deviated a little bit, but, but some people have gotten really... Yeah, I just I wanted it to kind of look like um, it did on the cards and stuff, but um, some people did some really creative things with it. All I told her was just don't do acid trick colors. Yeah. I don't want a tie-dye teddy bear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I know, like, you had a doodle bear growing up, but I don't want doodle bear in the game. Please don't make it look like it's been through the washing machine a couple times. <laughs> so what is your Friday favorite, Greg? My Friday favorite for this week is actually one of your games. Mm. It's one that we got to play a little bit over the weekend uh-huh. uh, for my birthday, but we only got in like one game, and I'd like uh-huh. to go through more. And it's because uh, we got the expansion to it, the Steampunk Munchkin. Oh, yeah. Because we got the new expansion called like Science it's Girl. A so gen- uh, girl Genius. Girl Genius. I knew how yeah. girl the title. Uh-huh. Um, and... There's a lot of really fun cards in there, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and they have the new spark system, which is fun, uh-huh. where you can roll a dice and then you can upgrade one of your pre-existing uh-huh. parts, or you can lose it depending on how what happens. But that's kind of a cool system where you can mm-hmm. constantly improve yourself, and I like that because the problem with some Munchkin games, and I don't mean like individual games, like you know, like the deck of cards. I mean games as in like sometimes you just get a bad pull of cards. Yeah, where you'll be sitting there with like just a plus one on you and then just all these high level monsters come up and like no one can help you with it even if they want uh-huh. to and you keep getting shafted yeah and it's like well i guess i can't do anything mm-hmm. but like the spark system allows you to overcome that on your own uh-huh. by just constantly putting plus one plus ones plus twos onto your you can also one like, equipment you can also like sacrifice it in certain for a times quick plus five. for a yeah. quick you know so i like how it gives you that flexibility and kind of as a good fix for that I'm stuck on, you know, first base kind of rest. Uh-huh. So I, I really loved that. I'd like to go see more of what the cards are because we, we mixed them in to the regular deck. I always like to do that whenever I get a yeah, an expansion. Yeah, I, I don't like it... to put all the new stuff right on top. Some uh-huh. people do that. I like to take 
that deck size, mm-hmm. and then the equivalent amount of cards from the regular game. Mix those in and put them on top. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll kind of, uh-huh. you know, uh, see them. Yeah, throughout. and I mean, I'm not sure if this one can be played on its own, but I mean, it's meant to be an expansion to the Steampunk uh, Munchkin anyway. Well, normally, because so. I've had a lot of Munchkin expansions, uh-huh. and normally they can be played on their own, yeah. technically speaking. It's just there's not enough cards there to be like a a lawn full deck so like uh-huh. you'd have to recycle the decks a lot yeah it's it's more immense than augmentation but it still would be i'm sure you could technically play it on its own uh-huh. it's just you're not gonna be able to get like six to eight people out of it you can maybe yeah. get two to four yeah um and it was cool because um that girl genius um expansion is i got it as part of a kickstarter so i got a couple little bonus things we got some fun little trackers for helping mm-hmm. determine um the level of a monster oh my gosh guys and... do yourselves a favor if you play munchkin mm-hmm. either download the app or buy yourself one of these level trackers yeah because it stinks so much to have to always how much was the monster 35 36 yeah it's I know. A, uh, <laughs> oh you talked you talked okay you know kind of yeah, thing. yeah it was 34 okay i added five six Okay, wait, what was it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely helpful. It was nice to have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah, very, very <laughs> helpful. So either, you know, get get yourself... There's lots of free apps, mm-hmm. but I don't like those as much, to tell the truth. I've had those apps on and off uh-huh. during my Munchkin years, and just... Uh, your munchkin years well i say that because i've been playing munchkin for years yeah and you have you know? a ton of like expansions on copies yeah. and stuff but it's just uh, to the point I, now where even when interesting one comes out you're like uh, i already have too many of those and here's the thing <laughs> i'm not saying that munchkin apps are bad uh-huh a lot of them are free and a lot of them work great mm-hmm. it's just my personal taste i liked having the more physical thing yeah in front of me yeah and it was cute because it's all themed and everything yeah you know and it's got like little spinny wheels for like the numbers in this window and uh-huh. the numbers in the window on the right so you can do that um i like that and so i would recommend that and also i really love the munchkins that have a board yeah with tokens you can move for your um for your levels for your levels because before back in my day Uh munchkin didn't have a board yeah i had a box full of still like a lot of them don't you know oh really Um, back in my day i had a box full of cards and a lot of pennies yeah you used pennies to do it yeah um our friends they have the um marvel munchkin oh yeah and with marvel it's kind of cool because you have like a little um placard that you have your own level tracker and they each but, have their own unique special thing yeah but the only thing is that's very hard for like other people to see and stuff yeah. so even he was saying he kind of wants to almost make a board for his so that way everyone can kind of see like what level everyone it'd be at. awesome yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. Because it's hard to tell, too, because one of the things with Munchkin is once someone gets to near that 10, you have to actively stop them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell when someone's getting close if you can't really see Because sometimes you got to, like, hold your cards uh-huh. anticipating yeah. that Jack's about to get to 10, so I need to get ready to stop uh-huh, Jack. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I'm sure that you appreciated it. Yes, you are, after all, a very genius girl. <laughs> Well, I think that does it for this episode. Music for this episode was provided by bensound.com. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes, though, are much appreciated as it really helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Come talk games with us. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. See you next time.